And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 256 of the World of Myth Bits. Greetings everyone, greetings to a brand new year, 2024. Hopefully you are all well, you've recovered from uh, the silly season, Christmas, New Year. You saw uh, the brand new year in with style. It uh, it enhanced the, uh, the creative juices uh, that flow within uh, all of us that are submitting to the World of Myth magazine. Uh, and speaking of the World of Myth magazine, this is the review episode of issue 121, the December 2023 edition of the magazine. And uh, I'm super excited to bring you this episode of the podcast, as I am every time that I get to re- review uh, one of these amazing magazines that uh, that comes out from Dark Myth Publications. Dark Myth, Pub- Dark Myth Publishing. I'm sorry, Dave. Every time. Every time. That's all right. I will one day, I will get it right. And then I will doubt myself and I will correct myself and do it wrong, I'm sure. Um, anyway. Just wanted to reflect on... The fact that the Montoya family uh, has had a um, a very difficult time over the Christmas New Year period with the passing of a loved one uh, leading up to um, to Christmas. So, uh, just wanted to say to uh, to David K. Montoya uh, and the Montoya family that um, that our thoughts are with you all. Uh, of course, there's no um, no housekeeping to announce. Um, the the family is sort of just trying to work through um, the the tragedy that has has occurred. Uh, and um, yeah, our um, our thoughts are with you all. But we do have a um, a great Christmas. Uh, festive magazine that uh, that has come out and um, and hopefully we're all taking the opportunity to uh, to read through the the stories the trouble and flash um, read through the the poetry check out the um, the art gallery I'm very very proud to uh, to say that amongst um, Zoe Zoe's art in the youth gallery uh my daughter i uh i encourage my daughter to uh to submit a piece as well which is uh which is in there which she is as proud as punch about um so yes we'll uh we'll cover that off when uh when we get to the um the the art section of the review <clears throat> but i wanted to say speaking of art uh and artists great festive cover God's Time 
um, and a wonderful message from Chief Editor Steph as well. Um, I think God's time, you uh, you sort of captured that cheeky essence of the Jolly Fat Man. A uh, couple of gifts uh, as well. A uh, bit of a, a mystery as to uh, to what's contained within those gifts. Um, yeah, but just like a a nicely done created uh, cover image for um for December and for the the festive season. Uh, and yes, the um the message from Looper. Very on point. Understanding that. Um, here in the southern hemisphere we're having some very weird very strange weather Uh, our summer doesn't really feel like a summer we get a couple of days in the um, with low temperatures uh, a bit of a drizzle a bit of rain uh, and then we get hit with um, these couple of days in a row of, of hot hot beach weather and you're sort of scratching your head wondering what the heck is actually going on but understand that um, that our friends in the um, in the north, that you are in the midst of uh, of a very cold, very cool, very dark and drab winter. So, uh, yes, if we did have some uh, some heat and some fine weather that we could send your way, uh, I'm I'm sure we would. But our uh, our weather at the moment is very unpredictable, and there's crazy things happening. Japan's had uh, earthquakes and airplane crashes and the um, war continues on. Uh, there's it's very strange days indeed. Very, very strange days. But let's get into um, the magazine review. Issue number 121. Uh, December 2023. Uh, congratulations to Drew D. Lenhart, uh, I think for um, member of the month for November, if I understand correctly. Um, and yeah, so an interesting story from you, Drew. I, um, yeah, the... I can I can see why you got a lot of support from um, from our readers, and it's great, Dave, to see that the star system, the rating system, is working quite well. Um, yes, yeah, it's really good, and of course, um, Gabriella Balcom, uh, a wonderful story from you that uh, that Steph has highlighted for um, for us all to uh, to go and check out. So please, if you haven't read through the magazine yet, um, make sure that uh, especially that one that's been highlighted uh, by Gabriella, very very talented writer, uh, and this story is uh, is no exception. As Steph said in the introduction, though, not really a Christmas themed story, but then um, for the whole of the magazine, eighteen stories, five poems. Two pieces of youth art, four pieces in the gallery, um, a new reviewer for the movie reviews, uh, two interesting reviews, of course, from Michael A. Arnold, uh, one on 
literature and one on art. Um, 86 pages cover to cover with a great mix of holiday and Christmassy themed and general fiction. Yet another bumper edition. Um, what more can I say? It's uh, not as many Christmassy things as I thought there would be, but uh, I love the fact that it's a, a great mix, sort of like the um, the Drabble and Flash especially was very Christmas, and then you had um, a, like a spattering of, of Christmassy sort of tales throughout. So yeah, it's um, it's definitely the edition for December, definitely the, the holiday edition. Um, and again, it's so eclectic that there's something there for everyone to enjoy. So let's kick off with Drabble and Flash and uh, Christmas Dinner by Stephanie J. Bardi. Not a tiny morsel, but a feast of a vision. I'm unsure how this one sits in my stomach. Mm, this, uh, you're, you're good at horror. Looper, you are good at horror, uh, and yeah, this one here sort of gives you the uh, the the icky eerie, yeah. Not not quite the Christmas dinner maybe that you want to be invited to. Uh, but anyway, and then as I mentioned, um, the the um, Drabble and Flash very much Christmassy, very much festive. And so, of course, we move on to the second one, The Christmas Gift by Gabriella Balcom. And what a gift this one has proven to be. Uh, a great lesson in how revenge can be done right. Uh, it's, it's almost the instruction booklet that comes with the toy. So, well done, Gabriella. Uh, and I noticed there's a number of different pieces from you this month, which is fantastic to see. And then uh, Eulog by our Queen of Scream, uh, Dawn de Braal. What a way to find out the secret of Christmas joy and what a way to go. Poor Uncle Ned, but he did indeed get what he deserved. So make sure that you check that one out. Eulog by uh, Dawn de Braal, um, a, uh, a wicked little tale. And then we move on to Children's Lit. And when... Ah, oh, this is my story. Why can't I read my writing? Uh, and when the calm was over. Yes, this one here is my... Um, where we're sort of getting into the pointy end of the, uh, the bee, dove, mouse, cat, fox, the, that series... That I'm writing. Uh, and it feels weird because I've actually written and submitted the last chapter um, because with the submissions, uh, with the um, the April cutoff last year and then the first e-magazine in September, uh, I, uh, I've sort of been keeping up with that submission um, schedule. And so I'm a few magazines ahead with my um, my submissions. So I've actually finished this story off now, uh, and month by month, it uh, it feels strange to actually get 
the um, to to read back over these uh, these previous submissions. But just wanted to make a comment. Uh, things pick up pace for Dove B and Co. Now that the gang are all together, so hopefully you're enjoying this one. Hopefully you're following through. Um, yeah, only a couple more chapters to go. Uh, so a, a few few more more months, and uh, and this one here will be all tied up. And then me again with the teacher, chapter three, a strange adventure gets stranger still. I hope you are enjoying reading this sequel to the neighbor as much as I am enjoying writing it. Uh, yeah, so um, so hopefully you get the opportunity. Hopefully you're uh, you're loving following along. Um, Jess's adventure, uh, as, uh, as weird and strange and wonderful as it is, um, I'm really, really enjoying writing these sort of, sto- these children's stories, uh, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of weirdness, um, I, uh, I'm, I guess I'm not the first to try and push the envelope, but I'm, I'm trying to see sort of what areas of my insane thinking I can explore and sort of put to paper that will still be suitable for that 7 to 12 or uh, or 7, 7 to 14 sort of age group. Yeah, really, really enjoying it. So hopefully that comes across in the writing. And then we move on to fantasy. Uh, again, with Gabriella Balcom. And this one here is called Bad Boy. This one's a... Um, a Christmassy themed one, which uh, which is wonderful to see. So Merry Christmas to you, Gabriella, and Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope it was an enjoyable Christmas, and I hope it's not uh, the um, the scenario that uh, that we are introduced to in Bad Boy. This one's a great story about a very very naughty boy, uh, and what happens to those who. Refuse to change their ways. Uh, yeah, so we all have the opportunity to sort of reflect on our behaviour and uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, and those of us who need to, um, maybe you need to tweak things a little bit. Uh, otherwise, you might get a visit from a visitor that you don't want to see. So well done, Gabriella. Uh, and then Inklings by Adele Evershed. And it's great to see you uh, with another wonderful fantasy submission, Adele. Um, this one's such a dystopian tale. But heroes arise from the shadows. Uh, I love the emotion in this story. So uh, well done, Adele. Thank you so much for, um, for sending in your fantasy tale. And then Wildwood Forest, part two of four. Again, Gabriella Balcom. Uh, Liliana's adventure continues. Uh, and a quest is revealed. But how do you achieve the impossible? This one here. Yeah, this one's a, um, a, a fun, interesting story. I'm looking forward to uh, next month, part three. And then, um, yeah, the, the finishing off in um, two months' time with with part four this is yeah this is a uh, a wonderful it's almost a 
childish, like a, it sort of reminds me of Inner Blighton, uh, and the, um, the, the faraway tree, that, that sort of vein where, um, you go from the real world into this fantasy realm with, um, with a, a quest, like an, almost an impossible, uh, yeah, this this one here, it yeah, it's uh, it's got me caught up. I I'm really really interested to see how this adventure sort of continues, uh, and how you're going to end it, Gabriella. And then, uh, what are we? Final for fantasy? Yes, the final piece for fantasy, Pietra's Tale, Part Twenty Eight, uh, by me again. Uh, Pietra's and Anton's ideas and ideals clash again in this chapter, resulting in some interesting consequences. Um, yeah, I, I've been having fun with this one. I don't know if you followed uh, last month, um, chapter 27, uh, and the strange experience that Anton had with. Uh, Pietra and her sister Druids. Um, this is sort of the the run on from that experience and how Anton sort of tries to deal with it. Oh no, sorry, not Anton. No, sorry, no, it was Thomas. Thomas actually um, had the the experience, and then this is the. Um, yeah, this is the the rescue, I suppose, and then the clash of ideas that sort of comes after that as as a bit of an aftermath. But yes, it's uh, it's interesting actually f- following this tale and being the the first to experience each chapter each month. Um, it's yeah, it's sort of heading towards the the really pointy cliffhanger sort of the where I want to leave it before I actually step away and then uh fill in the blanks and produce the story of the story I suppose um yeah so hopefully you'll you'll uh you'll watch out for that uh hopefully that's uh that's something that will uh will come out as a whole um in uh in the near future uh and um yeah hopefully it's a uh, a good follow up to the 11th time so then we go on to horror here we go and baba yaga's surprise by gabriella balcom yep you it's almost a, the gabriella magazine this this one Um, This one here was spooky, interesting, uh, and highly descriptive. Baba Yaga's Surprise is the perfect title for this tale. It's not what I expected coming in, um, and it's an interesting spin on the the horror genre. Uh, I hope you take the opportunity to to check it out uh, and enjoy.
please. And then moving into action and suspense. And there were a lot of pieces in action and suspense this month, which was, uh, which was really cool to see. It's, I, I'm always curious as to what sort of, like some, some magazines we get a whole bucket worth of Drabble and Flash um, and lots and lots of poetry. Sometimes we are sort of light on, it, as in, in this case, we've only had like uh, three, three or so um, Drabble, Drabble and Flash pieces um, and lots and lots of action and suspense which for a Christmas magazine I thought was quite odd, uh, but for a um, World of Myth magazine, there's, there's nothing unusual about it whatsoever. <clears throat> but got a lot to get through, so let's go with Action and Suspense and kicking it off with Eyes by Kate McDonald Dunbar. And we saw a lot of Gabriella Balcom. Um, we see a few from Kate this month as well but then to be brutally honest we've seen a few from me also so uh, I was, we, we, we can't really complain all, all we can do is read enjoy uh, and give stars people make sure that you give lots and lots and lots of stars um, Eyes by Kate McDonald Dunbar this story had me on edge all the way to the end you have a real talent for um for writing captivating tales, Kate. Uh, so keep submitting. Uh, love reading your work and uh, love the opportunity to uh, to review. Um, next one in action and suspense, Killer Killer by Doug Horby. Quite the dystopian version, this one. Oh, sorry, quite the dystopian vision, this one. The Lone Wolf will help bring the balance, or at least we can hope. It will be interesting to look back from, is that 2046? To see just how right or wrong this story proves to be. Yes, an interesting, interesting one, Doug. Um... I don't even know if I will be around in 2046. I hope I will be. Uh, of course I will be. Um, but, yes. Um, yeah, very, very interesting tale. Uh, and then this one here is the one that um, that Looper has really highlighted for us all to have a look at and have a read. Uh, Poor Little Thing by Gabriella Balcom. And I have to say, what an incredible story made that much realer as the places mentioned I know quite well um yes this is set in Australia in Victoria the state of Victoria I believe uh and yeah the areas that are sort of mentioned in the story um yeah a bit eerie to uh, to think I, I've been to a, a few of those places I know of a, a, a lot of those places uh, and that this story um, could potentially happen I guess yeah which which makes it scarier still um, and I think it's amazing how touched you were looper in uh, in reading through it 
no, it's definitely not a Christmas story. Uh, it's really not a festive story either. Um, but it's a, a great story. Um, and it's got that element of realism. And then moving on with uh, Jessica Alexandria's The Freedom of Stars. Although I was a little confused with the similarity of the two characters' names in this one, I could not help but get caught up in this powerful story. Jessica, I can see how, as a story writer and short film producer, you have a true knack for bringing your story to life. So yes, make sure that you check this one out. Uh, The Freedom of Stars, very, very powerful piece, very, very powerful story. Uh, And then Tom Fowler, uh, In the Midst of Normalcy, Part 9. And this part covers off chapters 26, 27 and 28 of the story. Uh, And in this one, Tom, I love the way that you've made Lieutenant Borghorn, the lieutenant in this this one, uh, I think chapter 27 in particular, um, he really takes the focus in this part of the story. Uh, What a mystery. Uh, I'm wondering, those of us who are reading through, uh, are following along, um, does anybody know who done it? Uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be really, really interested to, um, to find out if anybody has any theories uh, about this one. You're, um, you have a, uh, a true talent for, uh, for writing um, a great detective story or a great murder mystery Tom so uh so well done looking forward to um to the next part uh and the next two or three chapters covered off in part 10 we'll see if the lieutenant uh sort of holds the spotlight and see what the family have to say but yeah there's uh there's been some um some interesting uh perhaps red herrings that have sort of cropped up already. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the spotlight is sort of swinging from, from family member to family member. Then we have more in action and suspense. We have The Writer's Dilemma Part 2 by Kathleen Chamberlain. I like how this story seems to be life imitating life, the way that a story evolves and the risk that writers take in sharing their creations. So, well done, Kathleen. And then we move into science fiction. Uh, The Alien of Orchard Lake, teaser chapter 7 by Jim Bates. Such an interesting story. Uh, The story itself, like as a whole, is is a great one, Jim. Uh, But I love the way that you're sort of giving us snippets of, uh, of pieces to sort of lead us in... Um, and saying, buy me, buy me, buy me. Uh, just wanted to say, um, with this one here, poor Ebar, I think it is, and poor Jeremy, the, um, the, the 
two of them are, are sort of uh, are stumbling along. They're they're sort of in a a uh, uh, in the midst of a great crisis um, and trying to figure out the way through. So uh, yeah, I uh, I can't wait for um, teaser for chapter eight to uh, to come out next month, Jim. Uh, what could possibly happen next? And then we move on to humour and my Christmas effort, the Claws Claws. Uh, this one here was a bit of fun. Hopefully it gives you cause to uh, at least smile, grin a bit. Um, it's, uh, it sort of explores the, um, the, the concept of, uh, of Christmas and, uh, and the Jolly Fat Man and how the um the it's almost the um the mystery behind the magic and sort of exploring the idea of the how and the why uh so yeah hopefully you get a chance to uh to check it out uh hopefully you uh you've had a bit of a read and hopefully it makes you you grin a bit or at least think a bit and that's it for um for the story section of the magazine this month, and we move on into poetry, uh, into the poem section, uh, starting off with "A Pale Horseman" by Christopher Bice, a darker than usual piece from you, Christopher. Well penned, a great vision of the looming end. Well done, my friend. Uh, yeah, there's. I I love the way that with each poem from you, you sort of grab a uh, a, a well known concept, maybe or uh, or something from myth or legend or uh, or a um, idea that's common to us, but you make it your own. You give it your own sort of spin, uh, and this one here is definitely uh, definitely dark. Um, then we move on to An Unabashed Impromptu by Ken Goss. Oh boy, Ken, this one smells. You've reminded me of all that, uh, you've reminded me of that one friend who just never, ever grew up. Uh, is that you, Ken? Uh, (laughs) did you never, ever grow up? Uh, I have to say that's probably me. Uh, that's why I love reading stories to kids. Um, the the sort of the stuff that I do at our local library, um, having fun designing escape rooms and taking the families through uh, these adventures, um, writing nonsense stories uh, and turning them into books. Um, yeah, the I I can thoroughly recommend Never Growing Up. Uh, and um, I'm sure, Ken, that uh, reading this poem, you uh, you certainly don't need that advice. Uh, I'm sure that you are having a wonderful time not growing up all by yourself. Uh, and then another one from Kate MacDonald Dunbar. This one here is called The Cabin in the Woods. Uh, and this one here is Christmassy. Um, let's just say what I got from this Kate very powerful vision 
Not the Christmas we all know, but a certainly a Christmas filled with mystery. And then we have You Are a Lady by Angela Costa. And this one I love. This one here is a call to all to be proud of who you are. Uh, a beautiful gift for Christmas and for always. This one here, I think people should come back to. Remember magazine edition number 121. And when you need to, when you need that um, that inspiration uh to say, yes, I can, yes, I am, uh, when you need that extra oomph to be able to stand up tall, um, this is where I would recommend you go. Uh, thank you, Angela. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, a, a great poem, and um, I'm so glad that uh, that it's included here. And then we move into the youth gallery and we start off with a piece by my daughter, Bethany Law, called Dad Off His Meds. Now, for, uh, for everybody, um, it also has a secondary title, uh, which is The Day a Gigantic Christmas Duck Attacked Our Village. And the story behind this one was I was excited about the opportunity for um, my, my daughter, who's a, uh, a great artist, in, uh, in my opinion. Um, there have been a number of times where I've asked her to draw characters for me, uh, different scenes, um, asked me for, I've asked her for uh, an inspiration image uh, and each and every time she fulfills and goes above and beyond uh, my expectations. Um, And so when I went to her and said, oh, December, boo, 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 (coughs) draw for me a Christmas feast. She just looked me dead in the eye with an absolutely bamboozled look of confusion uh, and had no idea where to begin. What does a Christmas feast look like? Um, I was hoping for her to like be inspired to sort of draw an image of our family, uh, extended family around a table full of food. Um, I don't, I don't know what I actually expected, but the, the, idea that I tried to give her, uh, I think was a bit too overwhelming. Uh, and so straight away, I saw that reflected in her face and I thought, you know, this isn't going to work. So I just turned around and went, you know what, draw me a picture of a giant duck wearing a Christmas hat, attacking a village. She went, I can do that. And the, uh, the result is in the magazine for you all to look upon and enjoy and chuckle about. Um, I think she nailed it. I think she did a really, really good job. Um, and when I asked her, what do you call it? Uh, she she immediately went, uh, how about we call it Dad Office Meds? Uh, 
So, true to to form, uh, I I sent it through to to Steph to say, look, this is from Boo. Uh, hopefully, you'll add it to the uh, the youth gallery, uh, and the, this is what it's called. But to help the readers actually understand, you should probably give it a secondary title, which um, Boo and I agreed should be uh, The Day a Gigantic Christmas Duck Attacked Our Village. Because that's pretty much the brief that I gave her. Um, and as as you can see, um, true to form, she's uh, she's come up with the goods. So, uh, well done, Boo. Uh, and thanks, Steph, for uh, for going. Yes, yes, this duck must be in the Christmas episode. So I've got here comments. Oh, boo! You've done me proud. What a great picture! That duck truly is tremendous. Uh, as in, uh, fantastic, but also very, very large. <laughs> uh, and then we move on to Girl in the Masks. A Girl in the Mask's Heart by Zoe M. Montoya. And Zoe, I love your work. Always have, always will. Uh, I love the uncertainty in this character's features. Even though the face is so disguised, the eyes are so big and tell such a tale. So, uh, well done, Zoe. Uh, Great to see you in the magazine. Uh, And it's wonderful to see a couple of pieces in... um, in the youth gallery. And then we move on to the art gallery and Santa by Godspell Ishmael. Such an icon that you've decided to draw Godspell. Uh, so happy and jolly and red. A great cover from a skilled artist. Well done once again. Um, It'll be interesting to see what else that you're producing for the company. Uh, great to see such talent being put to great use. Um, yeah, this this isn't your first magazine, uh, obviously. I, I recall um, a few images, uh, I think even a few covers that, uh, that you've done um, over the months. So welcome to the team, uh, and well done to you. And then Gremlins was a Christmas movie by Dan Hammond, uh, another regular contributor to the art gallery. Um, Dan, I couldn't agree more. Gremlins, just like Die Hard, definitely, definitely Christmas movies. Um, Won't listen to any arguments otherwise. Uh, And I love... This one that you've done, um, just a simple, uh, is it giz- gizmo, I think? Just a, uh, a simple depiction of such an iconic um, character from, uh, from Gremlins and, of course, Gremlins 2. Uh, Gremlins 2, I don't think such a Christmas movie, but Gremlins definitely a Christmas movie. Um, well drawn, well titled, well done. And then All I Want for a Christmas by Ed Rickford. Uh, And I love the simplicity of this one, Ed. I love the simplicity of the character. The red balloon makes me think sinister thoughts. And yet, it could just be a pleasant gift of pleasure. 
yeah, this one's this one's good. I um I really liked the sort of the 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 girl, the balloon, the simplicity. Um Yeah, just a a, a really cool picture. And then Dreaming of Escape by Ashley Schinolt. What a stunning scene. It reminds me of the view from a cruise ship. Bliss. Pure, pure bliss. Makes me want to go cruising again, actually. Thank you, Ashley. Um, yeah, just a... Um, you're a great, very talented artist. And uh, the scene depicted... It's such a simple scene, but it sort of creates all of those emotions that stem from holidays and travel and uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, so well done. Very cleverly done. And then we move on to the reviews. Always remember to review the reviews. Uh, and to kick it off, we have a movie review from a new reviewer. Well, technically new? No, maybe not. I reckon we've had uh, sarcastically cynical Sally review movies before um not our regular movie reviewer but uh not a regular movie to be reviewed um attack of the killer refrigerator the comments that i've got here are what a great review of a shutter horrific horror thanks sally I will be taking your advice. Uh, and I think we all need to take Sally's advice. Um, there's a lot to fast forward in this very, very short film. Uh, but to be brutally honest, uh, I think according to, uh, to sarcastically cynical Sally, uh, it should probably all be fast forwarded. Uh, and I think that's some great advice um, that we should all take. And then we move on to our book reviews, The Ways of Ghosts by Ambrose Bias, I think, reviewed by Michael A. Arnold. Um, I love your reviews, Michael. You, you teach me so much. Uh, and it shames me a little bit working in a library field not knowing as much as you seem to know about literature. Um, there's, there's these little pockets of ah moments that I'm getting from, uh, from reading your literature, your literature reviews each time. Uh, and this is no exception. So, for one thing, who knew that the British Library has an active publishing arm? Thanks to Michael, now I do. I also now know of another master of old-style horror. Uh, and I'm a bit of a fan of, um, well, Stephen King, yes, uh, but H.P. Lovecraft, um, of Edgar Allan Poe, of, um, yeah, but Ambrose, um, Ambrose Bierce, 
I'd not really heard of. Uh, and from the review that Michael A. Arnold has given us in this magazine, um, the author sounds like a bit of a mystery himself. So uh, definitely, definitely one to explore. But it sounds like a lot of what we consider classic horror was fresh and new. It's it's like J.R.R. Tolkien. So, so much fantasy. There's, there's so much fantasy out there now. Uh, but it's really these sort of people that had to create the genre that had to to tell the stories first. And so the stuff that we assume should be or that we expect will be um, the twists, the turns, the um, the uh, the common characters. Um, these are all in the stories from Ambrose. But we have to consider that he was one of the first to be writing in this way. Uh, and so when we look, when we do take the time and when we do take the opportunity and we start reading these stories, a lot of them will feel familiar and a lot of the, the twists will be expected only because, um, those of us who read a lot of horror and a lot of these, this, this type of genre, um, This is yeah. It's it's the the bare bones, the 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 basic instructions for what makes a horror story. Um, but this is one of the inventors, um, and so there's got to be respect for that. Uh, and then art review, uh, also from Michael A. Arnold. What's the point of art? asks Michael. Um, I I like this. I like the way that you have questioned this concept and questioned this idea, Michael, and the examples that you have given us um, to sort of say why you, you've gone down this road and, and why you're, you're asking this question. Uh, I love it. Just the, the whole concept of what once made art and why art was so incredibly important and why art was controversial um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago uh, and then what now depicts art and the the ironic journey that that art has taken as a as an um, yeah it's it's just I, I love the way that you've poked holes for us to sort of peer in Michael and think more deeply about it and consider. And it's like a, ah, oh yeah, that, that is art, but it's art because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, there's the, the rules have changed as to what is now considered art and why, uh, and I, I love the fact that, yeah, you've sort of gone in with that initial example of modern art and going, hey, the, in one circumstance, this is a joke. But if you really explore it deeper, it is art for uh, in, the, in a more 
traditional sense. Um, yeah, this yeah this was uh, was another great article from you uh, as always, and I look forward to uh, to um, the uh, the January magazine uh, with hope that uh, that you will have uh, more ways of enlightening us further uh, in the realms of uh, of art and literature. Thank you, Michael. And um, that pretty much finishes off the um, the December uh, magazine, December twenty twenty three uh, magazine number one hundred and twenty one. Again, leaving with thoughts for those of us who uh, who have suffered sadness. Um, at the end of uh, of 2023 and the beginning of 2024 uh sending out hope that uh that this year ahead of us will be one of normalcy i guess but not the normalcy that uh, that you're covering off on tom uh i think we want to avoid that uh we don't need any more mystery I think we just need plain sailing for uh, for a little while and an opportunity to be creative. Don't forget to jump on mythmart.com. Uh, check out the book of the month. Check out what is new. Um, I'm sure that there will be a, uh, a great range of new titles coming out uh, on mythmart.com throughout the 2024 year. That uh, that pans out ahead of us, um, and make sure that we're all thinking caps on for the sixth annual open contract challenge. I reckon April is uh, when the um, the open contract challenge submissions window will open, and um, it's not that. It's not open contract challenge season yet, Looper, uh, but I'm sure that it will creep up on us before we even know it. So, uh, yeah, get those uh, those thinking caps on. Um, don't forget that you can submit your submissions for the January edition of World of Myth magazine. Um, more poetry, more drabbles, more uh, short stories, uh, more art. Um, more youth art pieces would be fantastic to see. Um, encourage, encourage, encourage. Uh, go your hardest. Um, and may we all have a wonderfully creative year. Ciao for now.